The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Happy Friday to you. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, June 17th, 2022, Friday of the 11th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's a liturgical year C, cycle two, and Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. Our saint today is Saint Hypatius of Bithynia. Born in 366 in Phrygia, he became a monk and had a vision that sent him to Thrace, where he became a hermit with a man named Jonas. The two then went to Constantinople and Chalcedon. Now, he was a foe of Nestorianism. That was a heresy which denied the reality of the Incarnation. So he sheltered St. Alexander Achimedes and others at his hermitage near Chalcedon when their lives were threatened by the heretics. Hypatius is credited with halting a revival of the Olympic Games because of their pagan origins. Hypatius died at the age of 80. He was known for miracles and prophecies. He's called the Scholar of Christ. St. Hypatius of Bithynia died in 450. St. Hypatius, pray for us. and Let's offer this day to the Lord. Oh Jesus, I come before you at the beginning of this day. I gaze at your face. I look upon your side, pierced by the lance. Your wounded heart speaks to me of God's love poured out for us. Take, Lord, and receive my heart, the words of faith that I speak, the works of justice I would do, my joys and sufferings. When I come to the Eucharistic table, gather my offerings to your own for the life of the world. At the end of the day, place me with Mary, your mother, and for her sake, take me to your heart. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for Christian families around the world. May they embody and experience unconditional love and advance in holiness in their daily lives. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. I don't know if you are a fan of the Lord of the Rings or not. If you're not, you still probably know, have heard about one of its main characters. His name is Gollum. He's a very ugly creature, at least in the movie, and obviously the way you imagine him if you read the book. But at the first, he used to be a hobbit. But he found the ring, the one ring. And that ring gave him special powers. He could disappear when he weren't. It prolonged his life way beyond his natural limits. But it also, as you can see very clearly in the book and in the movie, 
It completely corrupted him and destroyed him. The ring made him greedy, distressful, and completely ruined his life, even from the beginning. Just to obtain the ring, he had to kill his relative Deagle, who had found it first in the river Anduin. And then centuries of the ring's influence twisted Gollum's body and mind, and he loved and hated the ring, as he loved and hated himself. And that relationship of hate and love ended up destroying his own life as he fell in the cracks of doom and mortar into his own death and the destruction of the ring with himself. It is a very sad story. And it is unfortunately a story that could happen to you and me if we're not careful. That's precisely what Jesus is going to warn us against. In today's gospel, he would say to the disciples, and obviously he's speaking to you and me, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and decay destroy, and thieves break in and steal. But store up treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor decay destroys, nor thieves break in and steal. For where your treasure is, There also will your heart be. Where your treasure is, there also your heart will be. This is precisely what happened to Gollum. He would call his ring his precious, my precious. It was his treasure. He had put his heart into it completely. To the point of forgetting about those he loved, about those around him, about himself. To the complete destruction of himself. It's a sad story, but it could happen to you and me. We could be that Smeagol, and the ring could be anything we can think of. Car, watch, some certain vacation that we're dreamt of our whole lives, success, professional, social, hitting some goals, getting all A's, getting into the best possible college out there, getting hundreds or millions of followers in our social media. Those things, if we're not careful, can easily become our precious. They can easily become the ring that can corrupt our hearts. Because the things of the world, yes, they're attractive, of course. They're helpful in many ways. And we live in the middle of the world. And we need those things. Nothing wrong with having a good car if you need it for transportation. Nothing wrong with having a good watch to give us the time or maybe show us our text messages. Nothing wrong with having a lot of followers in our social media. Good thing. You can influence people and help them. But where is our treasure? Is it in those material things? Or is it in God? Because if those things of the world are transformed into our treasures, which is very easy for it to happen. Unfortunately, our hearts get attached to anything that we give to them. And things of this world are made to be attractive. We call it concupiscence, right? That is a consequence of original sin. So we need to fight that tendency off and, and put our heart where it needs to be. Jesus Christ. 
where no moth and decay can destroy, where no thieves can break in and steal, the treasure that is kept in heaven, consequence of our good works, of the trust in God and love of God that we've showed, our relationship with Jesus Christ, and with those around us, obviously, where we see Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, neighbors, relatives, and that treasure will be stored in heaven and will be kept there for us, waiting for us, to fill us with great joy here on earth. You'll be happy here on earth if you put your treasure in heaven, if you put your heart in Jesus Christ, who is the best friend you can have. If you put your trust in God, not in material things that will never fulfill anything, or in desires of the flesh, or whims, only Jesus, only God can fill our hearts here on earth. But then, of course, for all eternity in heaven, that's what's at stake. And that's what Jesus is telling us. Don't, don't store for yourselves treasures on earth that you can't bring with you when you end your life and they're just going to stay here on earth. The watches, the cars, the likes, the careers, the diplomas. And again, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have these things or look for a diploma or want to get into a good college. It's, that's good. But don't put your heart completely in it. Don't make it your treasure. Because then that treasure pushes out of our lives everything else. And that's where we need to be careful. Let us store our treasures in heaven where there will be no decay. Let's really love God with all our hearts, knowing that He can give so much to us, knowing that He can make us so happy on earth and then for all eternity. And this has the Blessed Virgin Mary, she who really made Jesus her treasure. The Mother Mary helped me to make Jesus my treasure. Let us put our hearts completely in Him. Let us ask Jesus Christ Himself, Jesus, I want you be my treasure. I want to put my heart in you. Help me, Lord. Fill my heart with your grace. And Jesus will get into our hearts. He will fill us with his love. He will make our lives here on earth worthwhile. And then for all eternity in heaven, he will fill us with that eternal joy. Thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 14 minutes past the hour. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, TGIF, June 17th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's time to pray. We begin the liturgical day as we join with the whole church in prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And, and my, my mouth, mouth will proclaim your praise. praise. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, 
for God's great love is without end. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. Save me, O God, for the waters have risen to my neck. I have sunk into the mud of the deep, and there is no foothold. I have entered the waters of the deep, and the waves overwhelm me. I am wearied with all my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes are wasted away from looking for my God. More numerous than the hairs on my head are those who hate me without cause. Those who attack me with lies are too much for my strength. How can I restore what I have never stolen? Oh God, you know my sinful folly. My sins you can see. Let those who hope in you not be put to shame through me. Lord of hosts, let not those who seek you be dismayed through me. God of Israel, it is for you that I suffer taunts, that shame covers my face, that I have become a stranger to my brothers, 
an alien to my own mother's sons. I burn with zeal for your house, and taunts against you fall on me. When I afflict my soul with fasting, they make it a taunt against me. When I put on sackcloth in the morning, then they make me a byword, the gossip of men at the gates, the subject of drunkards' songs. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. I am worn out with crying, with with longing for my God. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. This is my prayer to you, my prayer for your favor. In your great love, answer me, O God, with your help that never fails. Rescue me from sinking in the mud. Save me from my foes. Save me from the waters of the deep, lest the waves overwhelm me. Do not let the deep engulf me, nor death close its mouth on me. Lord, answer, for your love is kind. In your compassion, turn towards me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer quickly, for I am in distress. Come close to my soul and redeem me, ransom me, pressed by my foes. You know how they taunt and deride me. My oppressors are all before you. Taunts have broken my heart. I have reached the end of my strength. I looked in vain for compassion for counselors. Not one could I find. For food, they gave me poison. In my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. Seek the Lord, and you will live. Seek the Lord, and you will live. As for me, in my poverty and pain, let your help, O God, lift me up. I will praise God's name with a song. I will glorify him with thanksgiving, a gift pleasing God more than oxen, more than beasts prepared for sacrifice. The poor, when they see it, will be glad, and God-seeking hearts will revive. For the Lord listens to the needy and does not spurn his servants in their chains. Let the heavens and the earth give him praise, the sea and all its living creatures. For God will bring help to Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah, and men shall dwell there in possession. The sons of his servants shall inherit it. Those who love his name shall dwell there. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, our Father, to show the way of salvation, you chose that the standard of the cross should go before us, and you fulfilled the ancient prophecies in Christ's Passover from death to life. Do not let us rouse your burning indignation by sin, but rather through the contemplation of his wounds. Make us burn with zeal for the honor of your church and with grateful love for you. Seek the Lord, and and you will live. The Lord will teach us his ways, and we will follow in his footsteps. A reading from the book of Judges. 
the Israelites again offended the Lord, who therefore delivered them into the power of the Philistines for forty years. There was a certain man from Zorah of the clan of the Danites, whose name was Manoah. His wife was barren and had borne no children. An angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Though you are barren and have had no children, yet you will conceive and bear a son. Now then be careful to take no wine or strong drink and to eat nothing unclean. As for the son you will conceive and bear, no razor shall touch his head. For this boy is to be consecrated to God from the womb. It is he who will begin the deliverance of Israel from the power of the Philistines. The woman went and told her husband, A man of God came to me. He had the appearance of an angel of God, terrible indeed. I did not ask him where he came from, nor did he tell me his name. But he said to me, You will be with child and will bear a son. So take neither wine nor strong drink and eat nothing unclean, for the boy shall be consecrated to God from the womb until the day of his death. Manoah then prayed to the Lord. O Lord, I beseech you, he said, may the man of God whom you sent return to us to teach us what to do for the boy who will be born. God heard the prayer of Manoah, and the angel of God came again to the woman as she was sitting in the field. Since her husband Manoah was not with her, the woman ran in haste and told her husband, The man who came to me the other day has appeared to me, she said to him. So Manoah got up and followed his wife. When he reached the man, he said to him, Are you the one who spoke to my wife? Yes, he answered. Then Manoah asked, Now, when that which you say comes true, what are we expected to do for the boy? The angel of the Lord answered Manoah, Your wife is to abstain from all the things of which I spoke to her. She must not eat anything that comes from the vine, nor take wine or strong drink, nor eat anything unclean. Let her observe all that I have commanded her. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Can we persuade you to stay while we prepare a kid for you? But the angel of the Lord answered Manoah, Although you press me, I will not partake of your food, but if you will, you may offer a holocaust to the Lord. Not knowing that it was the angel of the Lord, Manoah said to him, What is your name that we may honor you when your words come true? The angel of the Lord answered him, Why do you ask my name, which is mysterious? Then Manoah took the kid with a cereal offering and offered it on the rock to the Lord, whose works are mysteries. While Manoah and his wife were looking on, as the flame rose to the sky from the altar, the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell prostrate to the ground. But the angel of the Lord was seen no more by Manoah and his wife. Then Manoah, realizing that it was the angel of the Lord, said to his wife, 
we will certainly die, for we have seen God. But his wife pointed out to him, If the Lord had meant to kill us, he would not have accepted a holocaust and cereal offerings from our hands. Nor would he have let us see all this just now, or hear what we have heard. The woman bore a son and named him Samson. The boy grew up, and the Lord blessed him. The Spirit of the Lord first stirred in him in Mahanadan, which is between Zorah and Eshtaol. The Word of the Lord. The angel said to Zechariah, Your wife will bear you a son, and you must name him John. He will drink no wine or any strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. For the boy is to be a Nazarite, consecrated to God. The angel of the Lord appeared to the wife of Manoah and said to her, You shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor must touch his head. For the boy is to be a Nazarite, consecrated to God. A reading from a treatise on the Lord's Prayer by St. Cyprian, Bishop and Martyr. Christ clearly laid down an additional rule to bind us by a certain contractual condition. We ask that our debts be forgiven, insofar as we forgive our own debtors. Thus we are made aware that we cannot obtain what we ask regarding our own trespasses, unless we do the same for those who trespass against us. This is why he says elsewhere, The measure you give will be the measure you get. And the servant who, after his master forgives all his debt, refuses to forgive his fellow servant, is thrown into prison. Because he refused to be kind to his fellow servant, he lost the favor his master had given him. Along with his other precepts, Christ lays this down even more forcefully, with a most vigorous condemnation. He says, When you stand up to pray, if you have anything against anyone, let it go, so that your heavenly Father may also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. You will have no excuse on the day of judgment, for then you will be judged just as you have judged, and you will suffer whatever you have done to others. God bids us to be peace-loving, harmonious, and of one mind in His house. He wants us to live with the new life He gave us at our second birth. As sons of God, we are to abide in peace. As we have one spirit, we should be one in mind and heart. Thus God does not receive the sacrifice of one who lives in conflict, and He orders us to turn back from the altar and be first reconciled with our brother, that God, too, may be appeased by the prayers of one who is at peace. The greatest offering we can make to God is our peace, harmony among fellow Christians, a people united with the unity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When Cain and Abel first offered their sacrifices, God considered not so much the gifts as the spirit of the giver. God was pleased with Abel's offering because he was pleased with his spirit. Thus Abel, the just man, the peacemaker, in his blameless sacrifice, taught men that when they offer their gift at the altar, they should approach as he did, in the fear of God, simplicity of heart, ruled by justice and peaceful harmony. Since this was the character of Abel's offering, it was only right that he himself should afterward become a sacrifice. 
as martyrdom's first witness and possessing the Lord's qualities of justice and peace. He foreshadowed the Lord's passion in the glory of his own death. Such then are the men who are crowned by the Lord and will be justified with him on the day of judgment. But St. Paul and the sacred scriptures tell us that the quarrelsome man and the troublemaker, who is never at peace with his brothers, cannot escape the charge of internal dissension, even though he may die for Christ's name. For it is written, He who hates his brother is a murderer, nor can he attain the kingdom of heaven. God cannot abide a murderer. He cannot be united with Christ, who has preferred to imitate Judas rather than Christ. I implore you to lead a life worthy of the vocation to which you have been called. Be careful to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is but one hope given to you by your calling. May God grant you to live in harmony with one another, so that together you may glorify God with one voice. There is but one hope given to you by your calling. Let us pray. O God, strength of those who hope in you, graciously hear our pleas. And since without you mortal frailty can be nothing, grant us always the help of your grace, that in following your commands we may please you by our resolve and our deeds. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Twenty-five minutes before the hour, and we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Friday, June 17, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord teaches us that where your treasure is, there's your heart. From the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So, if your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. But, if your eye is not sound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then, the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness! This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings can be found on the relevant radio app. Almost everybody has someone whom God has given us to look after in one way or another. And these are the people who should be our main priority. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. Where our own treasure is, there we have love, self-surrender, and the best of sacrifices. 
For this reason, we should value greatly the particular call each one of us has received and the vocation of those we live with, since they are to be the immediate beneficiaries of this treasure of ours. It is hard, after all, to love what is regarded as having little value. Besides, the Lord would not want a kind of charity that denied priority to those he has placed in our care, whether by a natural or supernatural kinship, because this would not be ordered and true. The family is the basic and most important unit of society, the one God looks upon as its firmest support. And it is perhaps the part of society most insidiously and ruthlessly attacked from all sides. Taxes are levied that ignore the social importance and value of the family. Certain ideological and politically motivated trends in education militate against the proper formation of children. Materialism and hedonism distort the vision of parents and teachers and promote for specious demographic and social reasons a campaign against life itself, striking in this way at the very heart of the family. A false sense of freedom and independence is inculcated in young people, and advanced social programs leave mothers with insufficient time to look after their children. Many have lost sight of the fact that parents had the right to educate their own children, and in the face of excessive state intervention have ended up renouncing an elementary right which by its very nature cannot be given up. Sometimes, and this is due in part to these inhibitions, there are imposed certain kinds of teaching dominated by a materialistic view of man. In such methods, the pedagogical and didactic approaches, textbooks employed, schemes of work, curricular programs, and school materials deliberately set aside the spiritual nature of the human soul. Parents have to be aware that no earthly power can exempt them from the responsibility God has given them in relation to their children. In different ways, we have all been given by our Lord the care of others. The priest has the souls entrusted to him. The teacher has his pupils. The professor his students. Likewise, many others have the responsibility of giving spiritual formation. No one will respond on our behalf before God when we are asked, Where are those I entrusted to you? But each one of us will be able to reply, Of those whom thou gavest me, I lost not one. Because, Lord, we know how to use, with your grace, both ordinary and extraordinary means, so that no one would stray. All of us ought to be able to say with regard to those who have been entrusted to us, My heart is vigilant. This is the inscription on many images of Our Lady in the city of Rome. Our Lord wants us to have a care for all souls, but in the first place for our own, those he has entrusted to us. Our Lord looks for an attentive love, a love capable of realizing that perhaps someone is neglecting his duties towards God and of helping him kindly, or of being aware that another is sad and isolated from his fellows so that we pay him more attention. With another, it might be that we gently help him to go to confession, urging more insistently when the opportune moment comes. A vigilant heart is alert to notice when behavior inappropriate to a Christian home has crept in that programs on the television, say, are watched without previous selection, or too often that conversations seem rarely to touch on other than banal topics, or that there is little evidence of an atmosphere of hard work or genuine concern for others. The vigilant heart also is concerned to give good example without losing patience with prayer and more details of affection, 
asking St. Joseph's intercession that we may live with fortitude and constancy, full of charity and human sympathy. And in the event that someone falls ill, those who are vigilant redouble their compassion because they have learned that the sick are God's favorites, and the one who is suffering now is the treasure of the house. He is enabled to make an offering of his sickness, to say some prayer, and in so doing suffers as little as possible because affection alleviates or even turns the mind from pain, or at least moderates it to something less intolerable. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, let's pray now with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart, teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, 
that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God, but a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for we have sinned against you. Truly we we know know our offenses, Lord, for we have have sinned sinned against against you. you. Let my eyes stream with tears day and night without rest over the great destruction which overwhelms the virgin daughter of my people over her incurable wound. If I walk out into the field, look, though slain by the sword, if I enter the city, look, those consumed by hunger. Even the prophet and the priest forage in a land they know not. Have you cast Judah off completely? Is Zion loathsome to you? Why have you struck us a blow that cannot be healed? We wait for peace to no avail. For a time of healing, but terror comes instead. We recognize, O Lord, our wickedness, the guilt of our fathers, that we have sinned against you. For your name's sake, spurn us not, disgrace us, not the throne of your glory. Remember your covenant with us, and break it not. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, 
and and will be forever. Amen. Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for we have sinned against you. The Lord is God. We are his people, the flock he shepherds. The The Lord Lord is God. God. We We are his his people, the the flock he shepherds. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Go within his gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. With joy and gladness we cry out to you, Lord, and ask you, open our hearts to sing your praises and announce your goodness and truth. Let us pray. God, devoted to us as a father, you created us as a sign of your power and elected us your people to show your goodness. Accept the thanks your children offer that all men may enter your courts, praising you in song. The Lord Lord is God. God. We are are his people, the the flock he shepherds. A reading from the second letter to the Corinthians. I willingly boast of my weakness, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I am content with weakness, with mistreatment, with distress, with persecutions and difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am powerless, it is then that I am strong. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. At daybreak, be merciful to me. At At daybreak, daybreak, be be merciful to me. Make known to me the path I must walk. Be Be merciful to me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. At daybreak, be Be merciful to me. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, 
The dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Raising our eyes to Christ, who was born and died and rose again for his people, let us cry out, Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. Blessed are you, Jesus, Redeemer of mankind. You did not hesitate to undergo your passion and death. To redeem us by your precious blood. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. You promised that you would provide living water, the fountain of eternal life. Pour forth your Spirit upon all men. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. You send disciples to preach the gospel to all nations. Help them to extend the victory of your cross. Save Save those you have have redeemed redeemed by your blood, Lord. You have given the sick and the suffering a share in your cross. Give them patience and strength. Save Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father, all-powerful, Let your radiance dawn in our lives, that we may walk in the light of your law, with you as our leader. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Hey, the weekend is right around the corner. Time to remember to keep it holy. Morning Air is coming up next with John and Glenn. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do this again tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. In the meantime, go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.